Hello and welcome to the Better Days Coaching Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to give you guidance, advice, tools and techniques in the hope that with better understanding and more knowledge, you're able to reach your physique goals whilst maintaining a good relationship with food and your body. I'm Daisy and if at any point you'd like to know more about working with me, then all the information you need will be in the links in the podcast bio or you can always send me a message. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 19 and today I'm going to give you my top tips to finding balance when it comes to reaching your goals because balance is the key that is going to help you get your go- get to your goals in an enjoyable way. So much so that it's not going to feel like it's much effort. Often when people start with me or they ask me about coaching, they might say, oh, I don't think now's a good time because I'm not going to be able to dedicate my whole time to it. And I don't want you to have to dedicate your whole time to it, have to give everything up, have to it be the only thing that you can do at the time because that's just not sustainable and that's just life like it's never going to be a perfect time like that so really you want to be able to learn how to do it in a way that you get best of both and I guess balance is a bit of a loose term maybe because balance would suggest that it's 50 50 Um, but it's really not that completely equal like that it's more like favoring the 80 to 20 80 20 rule instead of being 100% or zero I hope that makes sense but it's much like people talk about a work-life balance well most of the time you're at work right and the life bit that's a little bit less so it's the same kind of thing I guess that adds another dimension into it but we'll circle back we'll come to that so what you need to remember is that you are the average of your actions. So over your whole life, over weeks, months, years, you are the average of your actions. So if you're consistently or more often than not looking after yourself and doing the things that are good for you, then those times that you're doing things that maybe aren't as healthy aren't going to take away from that. And it's much more enjoyable to do those things when you know you mostly look after yourself. The annoying thing about doing things that you know are good for you, like working out, eating well, sleeping well, moving your body, is that they do actually make you feel better. So although they require a little bit more effort, you know you're going to feel better for it. And if we're consistently neglecting these things, then in general, we're just not going to feel great about ourselves and we just feel I guess this is a sweeping generalization but most people I talk to will find them less enjoyable because on a day-to-day basis you're not really feeling good about yourself because you're not looking after your body I've spoken to a lot of clients recently who have said that regardless of what's going on with their change in body they just feel good because they know they're doing the things that are good for them And any body shape change is just a byproduct of looking after yourself. So just because you're working towards your goals, it doesn't mean you have to say no to social occasions. 
And much like just because you're going out that evening, it doesn't mean that you have to neglect doing other things in the day that are good for you, like maybe getting your workout. It doesn't cancel each other out just like that. Remember, we're not looking at our life on a day-to-day basis. We are looking at it from a wider perspective. So zooming out sometimes can, can help. Much like, say, if you've had a day where, you know, all week you've been on your macros or calories, if that's what you're doing at the moment, and you have a day where you go over, it doesn't take away from everything that you've done that week. So sometimes zooming out can give you some perspective and help you understand that the all or nothing mindset isn't balanced. I don't want anyone to come to me and be 100% because it's not sustainable and if they are 100% all the time then you know we actually have a conversation like are you doing other things in your life that are enjoyable or is this becoming your whole life because we want to find that keyword buzzword balance anyway I'm now going to run through a few of my top tips uh, when it comes to finding balance to reach your goals so my biggest top tip will be plan and prepare. So Sunday planning has worked so well for all of my clients, making sure you've scheduled everything in, uh, scheduled in all your workouts, scheduled in when you know when you're gonna go for your walks, know when you're gonna have those social occasions, making sure that you can fit everything in. And this might mean that you have to shave some things down. So let's say you're having a really hectic week but you want to get your full workouts in. Okay, well, instead of doing 45-minute workouts, make your workouts more compact. That will still be more effective than not doing anything at all. Because remember, something is always better than nothing. So planning everything in, making sure you've got good food available to you, good meals available, maybe even doing some meal prepping. I'm not suggesting that everything goes into a Tupperware box, but just knowing there will be things So you're not leaving anything to chance, not having to grab on the go. So dedicating some time at the beginning or the either the very end of the week or the beginning of the week coming for the week ahead to that planning and preparation. And like I said, you want to make everything achievable. So perhaps making your workout shorter, um, maybe combining two of the things together so you're socializing can be working out as well maybe you do some activity together um and yeah I'll get onto the rest everything kind of combines into one but I'll, I'll get onto the rest I also I know everybody doesn't isn't necessarily a morning person and for some people they don't like morning workouts but if you know that you're one of these people that really struggles to get their workouts in and as the day goes on if you haven't done it you're less likely to do it really try and prioritize getting your workouts done in the morning and if this means you have to start by just doing 20 minute workouts instead of you know 45 or an hour fine just get yourself in the door get yourself to the gym um socializing now I have done an episode on this already called Managing Social Occasions. I think it might be number two or three, but it's at the very, very, very beginning of the podcast. Um, Sorry, the podcast series. Socializing doesn't always have to be based around eating out or alcohol. 
Now, I know very often it is, and this is beyond your control. So if there are occasions where you know that you want to reach your goals, so by all means, some eat out and have drinks from time to time. But maybe there are occasions in your life where you've got a lot of these social occasions back to back. So what you have to do is to make some sort of compromise. Maybe you can go to these social occasions, but perhaps you switch for an alternative type of drink. Maybe you're having vodka Diet Coke instead of beers. Uh, Maybe you opt for a no-carb meal. Remember, I'm not saying you have to cut out carbs, but if you're eating out a lot that week, you might want to just say, okay, for this meal, just to make it lighter, I'm going to go for a whole protein sauce, lots of veggies and no starchy carbs. Maybe that's something that you want to do just to make it easier, taking that decision fatigue out of it. And you can also combine socializing with activities. So, you know, maybe you go for a walk or maybe you're suggesting a home-cooked meal or maybe you go to a class together or maybe you go to a museum. Just think outside the box when it comes to socializing as well. And remember, I'm not saying don't go out to drink, don't go out to eat. I love going out to eat and I love having a good party night with my friends. But when that becomes when it tips the balance, that's when it's going to stop you from getting to your goals. So you just need to find that sweet spot where you're consistently doing the things that are good for you, getting towards your goal more than you are not. So the last couple of things, learn to say no to the things that don't serve you or are just kind of taking up too much of your time that aren't really important to you. So it's okay to say no. We are all so polite in this world that we just really struggle to say no and even if you've already said yes to something if you need to change your mind if you need to say no if you don't want to go then just learn to say no learn to set your boundaries because boundaries is going to give you so much more time and space to do the things that are good for you and I'm sure we all know some people who are able to set boundaries and I find it really admiring it admirable admiring admirable took me a long time to learn to set my boundaries and I still sometimes struggle but it's something that you've got to practice so start putting your boundaries in place with the things that you want to do and the things that you want to spend your want to spend your time on and lastly which may not be accessible to everybody but this is always an option is to outsource the things that take up your time that you don't that don't need to be done by you so this could be if you spend like a couple hours every day, well, it wouldn't be, but for example, if you spend a couple of hours every day cleaning, that can be done by someone else. If you have the resources to outsource it, then do. Give yourself that time. Give yourself that extra available space to do the things that you want to do. And I'm sure there are plenty of other things that, you know, in your life that you could potentially outsource. So have a think, what is taking up the majority of your time that you don't need to be doing? And that goes to the same if you run your own business as well. That is also in that vein as well. So not a huge list, but things to get started with. My top tips for finding balance to reach your goals. And just remember, 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 you are the average of your actions. So if you are consistently looking after yourself, more often than not, you are going to be making progress. If you get to the end of the week and know that there were more days where you were doing the things that were good for you than there weren't, 
then you should be getting to your goals. And yes, this can be a bit of a slower process, but I think I said this last week, if you can reach your goal in a fun, enjoyable way where you don't feel like you're making sacrifices, then wouldn't you rather take that road than a shortcut that leads you miserable and ends up almost back where you started to end up taking 10 times longer because you have to keep going down that road again and again and again. So hopefully I've got my point across. Um, If you still struggle with the all or nothing mindset or the concept of balance, feel free to reach out to me and I'll have a, we can have a little bit of a chat. And if you are interested in coaching or want to learn more, all the links are in the bio and yeah, I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for your time and attention. I appreciate it because your time is valuable. If you want to know more about working with me, head to the links in the podcast bio. And if you enjoyed this episode and found it useful, I'd love to hear from you. So please tag me in your stories at better.days.coaching or you can shoot me a message. And if you know anyone who might benefit or enjoy this episode, why not share it with them? Thanks, guys. Hello. Just a quick one from me today. Um, I think I always say that and then I always end up going up longer, but this actually will be very short. Um, And I just wanted to talk about fitness watches and in specifics or specifically talking about fitness watches in regards to the calories burned or the energy expenditure that your fitness watch tells you. And I'm only talking about this because I know that I was once in a position where I felt like I judged the quality of my workout based on how many calories I'd burned or I was monitoring my intake in comparison to what my watch told me I'd eaten um, or I just felt ruled by my fitness watch. Um, And I want to talk about it because if you find yourself in a similar situation, I just want to let you know that this has been proven. There have been so many studies out there that have shown that the calories burned or the amount of calories burned on these watches have been wildly inaccurate. So they are a really poor way to judge your energy expenditure. Studies have been done and they show the accuracy on these wrist-worn devices. So this is your Garmin's, your Apple Watches, Fitbits, everything like that. And in general, the most accurate you'll get will be still be about 20% off. And usually most devices are about within that 20 to 40% range inaccurate. And that's a whole lot. That could be, that could equate to your whole deficit. So if you're judging how much you eat or buy how many calories you've burned or what you've burned off in a workout, then this could throw you off completely because it can be wildly inaccurate. And some devices, I'm sure they weren't, you know, the higher known ones, and some studies have been a whopping 97% inaccurate. And these are just unacceptable numbers. Now, this isn't me saying that wearing, you know, fitness watches and things is completely useless because some of the data can be really helpful and accurate. So, I have had a Fitbit in the past and I now have an Aura Ring and I mostly use it for sleep data and you know it's really accurate for heart rate monitoring like I think 
within about a 5% window um, and as well as body temperature, which is great when you're tracking your cycle. And I also use the health app on my phone to ensure that I've moved enough for the day. So, you know, the Fitbits, the watches, they tend to be more accurate to give you an idea of how much movement you're doing. Of course, when you're just sitting at home, you know, doing things, not necessarily walking, it will pick that up, which is why I tend to use my phone because that's, I really only have it when I am walking. Um, But that's in that's the area that they are useful so you really shouldn't judge the quality of your workouts by how many calories burned so this is me this is your sign just saying step away from the fitness watch quantifying everything can take away the joy of movement and we really want to start to find moving as a way of stress management as a way of mindfulness as a way of showing our body gratitude and learning how to help it for its function rather than for aesthetics and that's what we want to bring movement back to and being so dedicated to the fitness watch can take it away from that so trying to challenge yourself if you are glued to your fitness watch for your workouts and things like that I want you to try this week just to ignore that and just to work toward to your best that you can manage on that day in that workout work your hardest and know that you are doing it as a way to help your body's function, not to burn calories. You're doing it to get strong. You're doing it to get fitter. You're doing it to live longer. And that's what we want to be focusing on and not how many calories burned on your fitness watch. Because it's a lie. It isn't true. And yeah. So it was a short one for me today. I just wanted to talk about the fitness watch. If you have any questions about that, please do just drop me a message. And if you know anyone that is would find this useful, please do share. And remember, I am always available for coaching if you want to send me a message and ask me more questions on that. And I will see you next time. Bye.